0: Hi, thanks for listening to C3 Hobart Online. If this message impacts you in any way, please don't hesitate to contact us. We hope you enjoy this message. As you're taking a seat, I just want to share with you Mahaba, salam alaikum, Bengali, Shah there you go, funyin, aloha, ho an ying, komma star. Welcome, shalom, nihao, g'day, mate. No matter your language, I'd love to welcome you here today. What a what a bit of fun we're having today in celebrating our nations. We are so privileged in our church to have the diversity of the nations. It's just to me a little representation of what heaven's going to be about. I can't wait. And uh, yes, we missed out some languages that didn't come up here because our, our stage is not big enough. And uh, I'm thankful that, uh, that Khaleesi didn't start going into some sort of Samoan haka for us as well because we could have all been in trouble. Do you know, it took a lot of courage for these guys to do that. Incredible courage for them to do that. But really what they're doing is they're declaring that there is no other famous than our God. It is absolutely awesome. If you are new here today, uh, we don't do this every week. But we do have a little bit of fun every week and we celebrate our God because we're Jesus-centered and Spirit-led. For those who are unfamiliar with the Bible, uh, we are going to be spending our next little season, uh, three, four weeks, however long I sort of feel like we're going to stay in there, uh, on the Psalms. And the Psalms are a collection of uh, prayers, poetry, and songs that that reflect the many seasons and emotions we go through. And people will say, is it Psalms or the Psalm? Well, it's many Psalms that have been written that make up the Psalms. Does that make sense? You write a Psalm, and they make up the Psalms. It's pretty easy, actually. It's like sheep and sheep, anyway. It's nothing like that. But the Psalms are a declaration of of praise, words of gratitude. Uh, They're they're reflective pieces of of wisdom uh, and lament. They're declarations of absolute sovereignty that reveal God's purpose. Let me say that again. They are declarations of absolute sovereignty that do reveal God's purpose. There are delicate moments of worship within them. And there are others that are full of pain and are crying out to God. What I love about the Psalms is it's a place where you can both breathe in and exhale at the same time. It's a place where you can examine your heart and cry out to God yourself. You can shout for joy you can read a psalm and you can declare God's goodness, whether it be a psalm that is two verses long or whether it be the behemoth that is Psalm 119, which is like 160, 76 verses or something or other. Memorise that one. But the one thing that a lot of the... Uh, do you know, in the New Testament, is full of scripture where Jesus and his apostles actually quote from the psalms. And some scholars will refer to the Psalms as the bridge between the Old Testament and the New. One of the common themes found in the Psalms is the message of thanks. And uh, it is that attitude of thanks that I want to reflect on for just a few minutes this morning um, in my message. Because personally, one of my favourites is Psalm 100. Psalm 100, and what I love about this psalm, is that it's, firstly, it's an invitation or, or a calling for all of the nations to enter into God's presence. No matter who you are, where you're from, your demographic, the colour of your skin, the language you speak, it's an invitation to enter into God's presence with the promise that His faithfulness extends to our generation and beyond. Psalm 100. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is good. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pastures. Enter. Everyone say enter. Let's say it again. Enter. Enter. His gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, his unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. You see, the second point why I love Psalm 100 is because it reminds us to be thankful. I've referenced my dear mother a few times recently. And she does remind me that she watches me on YouTube. I don't think she's trying to find Jesus in it because she's she's pretty okay there. I think she's trying to do it to work out whether I'm slandering her or not. I wouldn't do that. Honour your mother and father. It's a commandment. But I thank my dear mother because she was very big on manners. In my household, please was required... But thank you was non-negotiable. And that's the way it should be with God. We are quick to praise any new invention or or phone app for saving us valuable time. And we're quick to praise ourselves when we achieve a goal. Yet God alone is worthy of all of our praise. No matter the colour of our skin... Or the nation to which we're born, our native, lung, our native tongue should be on a default setting to say thank you, God, in any language. If there is linguists, linguist people, those people out there, you can, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's a language that doesn't know how to say thank you. And so no matter our language, we can all say thank you, Jesus My mother was right. It's non negotiable. What was a fresh revelation for me, though, was verse 4 of Psalm 100. Because it says this Enter his gates with thanksgiving. You see, what we do is that we are a society that says, please, and then thank you. Please, I need this, and then thank you when I get it. Would, would, the, the, the scripture actually turns that around and says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter. Walk into the gates with thanksgiving in your heart, in your mind. Let thanksgiving be on the, on the tip of your tongue as you enter in, not entering in going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to want this and I need this and I'm going to do this. And then don't worry, I'll say thank you, God, for it. Let's enter his gates with thanksgiving. This takes conditioning, though. And if you take home one point today, is that let's start the journey that we're on being Thankful. There is so much can happen out there that can take away our thanks. That can take away our gratitude. That can eat away at the way we feel. And sometimes our our message might even be, I'll enter into your gates. I'm going to wake up at 5.30 and I'm going to do my scripture, Lord. But to be totally honest, I'm not really entering this time with with a place of thankfulness. Enter into the auditorium with thanks. I know that as we come in sometimes, it's been a rotten morning. The kids have spilt cornflakes. You get in the car and it's like no petrol again. You've had a rotten sleep. And what we can do is that we can, we can go, yeah, but I'm going to go to church because it's the right thing to do. Yet we enter into the door and we feel like rubbish. We're not entering into his courts with thanksgiving. We're entering into the courts because we have to. It says in the Scriptures, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So when we walk in the door at 5 to 10, because that's when we all get here. Is my mic not working? Enter in with some thanksgiving in your heart. I'll promise you this. The first song is not just a sound check. The first song is a, is a praise of thankfulness to our Heavenly Father. So enter into His courts with thanksgiving. We run, to the, we run to God when we're in the valley, but sometimes when we get to the mountain, we forget who got us there. After a weekend like our last weekend, it is easy for us to move on to what's next yeah, done, ticked off the calendar, let's move on to what's next and some great things, we've got Buck to Serve coming up and you know we're, we're pushing forward with youth in the Huon Valley and all of these things, thank you Jesus, but we can move on. And hours and days of prayer was poured into, into casting the vision around what we're doing. But I was so challenged last Sunday night as I was driving back up the road between Hewan Valley and, and uh, here. What is that road? Hewan Highway. As I was driving back up there last Sunday night, I was really, really, really tired. I was exhausted, to be honest. Casting vision takes a lot out of you. And I was exhausted. But I just had this prodding from God It just said, Have you entered my courts with thanksgiving? Have you said thank you? And it made me, I was drawn to a little passage in Luke. And it says this, Luke 17, I think it is. And it says this, verse 11. It happened happened that as he made his way towards Jerusalem, he crossed over the border between Samaria and Galilee. This is Jesus. The thing I like about this, Jesus knew he was going to Jerusalem. When he knew he was going there, it meant it was going to be pain and anguish, but he never turned away from the task that was before him. So Jesus, on his way to Jerusalem, as he entered a village, 10 men, all lepers, met him. They kept their distance as was customary. But they raised their voices, calling out, Jesus, have mercy on us. This is kind of like the please part, isn't it? Please, God, heal us. Have mercy on us, Jesus. We'll stay our distance, but have mercy on us. Fix us. Help me. Verse 14, Jesus, taking a good look at them, said, Go show yourself to the priests. They went, they went, And while still on their way, they became clean. You see, the lepers went in faith. It's important to understand that. Because in Old Testament times, you didn't present yourself before the priest unless you knew you were clean. Because you you literally had to go and stand before the priest and they'd tick you off. I'm not sure that they were doctors or anything, so I don't know how they did it. But they would tick you off and go, yes, you're clean. You can now rejoin into society. But it says here that they went and while still on their way, they became clean. The lepers went in faith. But the point is, is that Jesus saw their faith and they were healed. There was nothing short of a healing miracle. Ten lepers, as they're walking along, the the scabs are falling off them. It must have been an amazing thing for them. Can you imagine these ten lepers who, who are outside of society? They've stood at a distance from Jesus and said, Please, please help me. And in faith they've gone because Jesus told them to go. So we acknowledge their faith. And as they're walking along, they're kind of looking at each other, going, Man, some scabs are falling off you. You're looking a bit better. Man, you look all right. And so on their way, they're getting healed. This is a a miracle. This is time when we give thanks, isn't it? They've been outside of the community, and all of a sudden, they are cleansed and they are healed. The pleas has been answered, but listen to this. Only one of them, when he realized that he was healed, turned around and came back, shouting his gratitude, glorifying God. He knelt at Jesus' feet, so grateful. He couldn't thank him enough, and he was a Samaritan. He was a foreigner. He was the one we push away because he was from a different part of the country and a different part of the culture. Out of 10 that said, please help me, only one came back and said, thank you, God. That's why I believe the Psalm says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Walk into it saying, God, I am stepping into this knowing you are in control of my life. And I give you thanks before I even take one step. I give you honour before I even take one step. I declare this day is yours before I even take one step. When you wake up in the morning, declare His goodness upon your life. Not please God, look after me, that's okay, but declare His goodness upon your life as you get out of bed. Some of us, we need to actually say, thank you Jesus that I can stand vertical today. We need to thank God, enter His courts, enter His day with thanksgiving. The great Billy Graham said this, 10 out of 10 pleaded with Jesus. 10 out of 10 cried out for healing. 10 out of 10 were obedient in order to receive the healing. 10 out of 10 were healed. But only one said thank you. Only one understood that his faith had a role in his healing. What did the other nine think? I just walked along and I all of a sudden got healed. Only one said thank you. God didn't take away the healing from the other nine because that's, that's not the way God's grace works. I'm thankful that God is the one who hands out grace, not us. But I love in this text... Now Jesus took special note to say to this man, not only are you healed, but you are saved. The one who came back, the foreigner, the one who's probably a little bit shy because maybe his skin was a different colour, certainly his culture and traditions were a different colour, the one that came back, Jesus was clear to say to him, not only are you healed, but you are saved. I turn to the Psalms regularly in my readings because it is a place that reminds me to say thank you to God. And I don't want to be in the 90% that forget to say thank you. Thanks, guys. The scripture that was read to us by these beautiful people up here was from Psalm 86, verse 8 to 12. And we deliberately chose it as it was King David's prayer of devotion and trust in his Lord. Verse 8 said, God, there is none like you. There's no other God as famous as you. None can do what you do. You know, the Bible is unique in that God is alive. All other humans, human created gods or idols are powerless because they are merely inventions of what we've done as humanity. There is only one living God. Verse 9, all the nations you made will come and bow before you. Our Heavenly Father knows every nation that stood here and every nation that's still down there. And He says to all of them, all must come and bow before me. When I spent time in the Middle East, I loved the hunger of the Southeast Asian males who were working as slaves, working as um, servants. They were on minimal income, they had tough conditions. But they got to church 30 minutes before it started. The auditorium stunk. They were all in blue overalls because that's their work uniform. They had one shower every four days. Yet they were, came in busloads to church. They came on public transport. They walked in the 50 degree heat. Why? Because they knew what it was like to enter his courts with thanksgiving. Yet we, as Westerners, we've become a, a, a culture that's comfortable. And it's okay to come in the door 10 minutes late. It's okay to come to a few, skip a few. It's okay to come in grumpy. God says, enter His courts with thanksgiving. Give Him the praise. Verse 11, David, as he's writing, says this, teach me more about you, how you work and how you move so I can walk onwards, forwards, I can walk on my journey in your truth until everything within me brings honour to your name. Via tua, viritas tua, vita tua Christos. It's Latin and it says, Christ is the way, the truth and the life. There is no other way. David pleads with his Lord and says, teach me your ways. I want to walk in step with you. I want to come in the way you do. I want to enter your courts with thanksgiving and I want to do it the way you've told me to do it. Not my way. Not in my strength. Not with my inventions or my new app that I've found that'll help me get there. God, I get on my knees and I want to come and do it in your way. And I want to bring honour to your name. I hunger for the day when everything we do gives honour to God's name. I, I hunger for the day when our society gives honour to God's name. When we declare God is good in our parliament and in our workplaces. Businessmen, I encourage you, get on your knees and thank God before you start the day. Thank God for the business He's given you. Verse 12, with all of my heart. David's not saying with some of it. He says, with all of my heart and passion, I will thank you, my God. I will give glory to your name always and forevermore. As we close today, I'm going to be incredibly sensitive. But I'm going to talk about a beautiful Arabic woman who by I believe God instance arrived in our church about three years ago. There is no coincidence that Morella and I spent five years in an in a Arabic country. There is no coincidence that this Arabic woman arrived in our church. And I love seeing how my wife and a number of other ladies got around this woman. Heard her, cared for her, loved her. You see, what we've got to understand, how difficult it is to say yes to Jesus in a nation that says no. We have a freedom that can enter his courts with thanksgiving. They don't. But yes, you can in your heart. The world outside might say you can't, but you can inside your heart. And we will never know what it's like to say yes to Jesus in a place that says no. Yet this woman was hungry to know more about Jesus. She was hungry to know what it was that was on my wife's life and another other women that got around her. And after about a year she said yes to Jesus right here in this church And a year after that we turned the cameras off because there's challenges and there's sensitivities We got to water baptize her right here in this church a woman who her culture, her language everything around her says you must say no entered the gates with thanksgiving and said I receive you Jesus into my life whether from the rainbow nation of South Africa or the African plains whether from the busyness of Central Asia or the sights and sounds of the east whether from the colour and noise of South America or the pomp and ceremony of the North, whether from the ever-changing landscape of Europe to the ease of the Mediterranean, whether from the hardline traditions of the Middle East or the steady pace that's found in the Pacific Islands, whether from our first Australians or those who now call Australia home, no matter the place of our birth, the language we speak or the colour of our skin, the scriptures declare this in Ephesians. For there is one body, one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all and living through all. Here's the challenge I'm laying with you today, though. We have to choose to place God over all. That's our choice. We have to choose to say, God, I enter your courts with thanksgiving and I place you as Lord of all in my life. You see, God has chosen us to be his representatives here on earth. But we need to be open to receive that calling. To put aside the the differences that can lead to division and concentrate not on what divides, but on what unites us. One body, one hope, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. In a moment we're gonna stand. But I'm gonna encourage now, just before we, we finish up and we sing this song again, Jesus, only you. I wanna encourage now that if today, maybe seeing your countrymen and women maybe in the worship that was sung, maybe it was singing in Spanish, Jesus, only you. If God has been speaking to you, I want you to do something very simple for me. I want you just where you are, just to raise your hand, just where you are. You can do it now. If God's been speaking to you, just to raise your hand because we would love not to embarrass you, but we want to love, we want to pray for you because this is a miracle moment in your life. You may have put up your hand before and said, Jesus, once there was a time when I entered your courts with thanksgiving, but I've been away from that and I've allowed things to overtake me. If you want to say, God, I want to put you first in my life, I want you just to raise your hands where you are. And if you've got a friend sitting next to you and you're a bit embarrassed by it, raise your hand with them in support and say, I raise my hand with you. Right across this place, there is no better time Thank you, I can see those hands there. Is there others who would do that? Hands that are raised together. Thank you, I can see those hands. Is there any other? Thank you, I can see that hand back there. You want to say, God, I want to enter your courts with thanksgiving. Fantastic, we've got a number of hands. There is a celebration happening. Ten more seconds, if that's you. I'm not going to labour on this point. God's been speaking to you. You can see those hands that have gone up. Why don't we put our hands together and celebrate with those people. Thank you for listening to C3 Hobart Online. If this message has impacted you in any way, please don't hesitate to contact us at c3hobart.org.au.